like a cowboy place. Ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's in a way you're going wrong. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I am once again with Dr. Anand Bhatt. He's one of the young doctors, progressive doctors out there that is really getting the work done. I have a few questions for him. And, you know, today he said, Egberto, you didn't tell me exactly why you wanted me here. And I said that I did that on purpose. But anyhow, Senor Bhatt or Dr. Bhatt. Yes. First of all, how are you doing? Uh, um, I'm I'm fine. I, I'm uh, I'm here in Louisiana, and um, yeah, I have nothing to do right now. Well, well, guy. look, have yeah, you been? Uh, have you? I I understand that Louisiana is not as bad as it was a few um a few months ago when the the COVID uh, uh, infection rate was very very high out there, one of the highest in the world actually. Mm-hmm. They they had uh, several waves. I think because they were part of the initial wave right. when uh, Mardi Gras hit, and mm-hmm. so New York and New Orleans were very high. Now. Um, um, uh, then they had like a second wave. Now maybe a third wave. It just, it, it, it never really like slowed down. The issue I'm noticing is our governor uh, has a, a mask mandate, but when I'm outside of uh, Shreveport, uh, I don't notice people wearing them. They're pretty good, consistent users where I live. But when I uh, visit my wife in Mississippi and I stop in the towns on the way, I don't see anybody. I don't see people using it. So uh, also, another thing is I'm actually more scared of the uh, non-clinical staff than I am of the uh, physicians and nurses because I think they will do the right thing. But a lot of, uh, you know, non-healthcare workers go to weddings without masks. Everybody has to get masks. I'm back in the South. There's always a wedding. Got to have 100 people at your wedding. Got to not wear a mask at your wedding. It's just like so I'm, I'm more concerned about the community and the uh, non-health workers in my uh, situation than I am with the actual like doctors it, and nurses. It, it is interesting, uh, Anand, because uh, my daughter, who is a med student in D.C., she's here for uh, Christmas. She did all the right things, put in all, you know, she came here with the right gear on the airplane, everything, and covered up tight. And she went out for a walk uh, yesterday uh, with her mother, and she rushed back and said, I can't do this. Nobody here follows any kind of protocol. You know, we're here in Texas. And she just ran back to the house and says, you know, in D.C., everybody's covered up. You know, yeah. she said they're taking it seriously. Here my my uncle visited walking. Houston from Massachusetts for a month, and he said nobody's following the rules in Texas compared to Massachusetts. Right. And, you know, I think that the stats are actually bearing that out. Now, um, let, let me ask, you know, the reason I didn't want – I wanted to just get your – statement as far as how you felt uh this pandemic was going uh, from a from a uh, from the perspective of the medical system how do you think the, the the pandemic is where are we in it i think it's worse than ever i think um it's everywhere now um you know i think there was a perception at the beginning that it was a blue state urban immigrant sort of thing because when it started out it was sort of new york detroit new orleans um, and wasn't happening in the rural areas. And now if you look at the numbers, I, last I checked, per capita, North and South Dakota were the worst in the country. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, north of Kansas, Iowa is bad. 
<clears throat> Wisconsin is bad. Um, my old job in Ohio, when I worked in May or June in the COVID unit, we had maybe a dozen to 20 people in the COVID unit. I text back my colleagues back there. There's like 70 now. So As in seven zero? Seven zero, Versus yeah. one one. Yeah, seven zero. The, like a dozen to 20 has now become like 60 to 70. Wow. So, uh, again, even within Ohio, it started out in Cleveland area first, you know, the big immigrant, more cosmopolitan city, people who had had travel, but now it's generalized everywhere. So um, the thing that people don't understand is that healthcare is concentrated in the cities and in you're in rural areas, you get worse care and there's no doubt about it. And um, everywhere I've worked and I've worked in uh, four, uh, now five states now. Um, if you're in these rural uh, areas, you don't want to wear a mask. Well, there's not many beds at the hospital near you. Uh, I'm sorry to say you're better off getting sick in uh, 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 a bigger city in general before the pandemic than you would <laughs> now with the pandemic. The cities are full and there's no capacity in the rural areas. Where are they going to send you now? So people. Right. So what you're yeah. seeing then, um, Anand, is that um, based on based on what you're seeing, uh, the rural areas are getting hit very hard. You said that. I think you're in Shreveport or no? Yeah, I'm in Shreveport. You're in but Shreveport. But I think rural areas everywhere are getting hit. I mean, they're getting hit. They don't understand that rural people, when, well, let's just talk about healthcare, need the cities. When you don't have what's available locally, you have to transfer them to the closest city. And in in where I live in North Louisiana, I'm in the big city, which is not that big, but we have the medical school. So that's the big right, city. Shreveport, yeah. So yeah, that's the main medical city in the north of Louisiana. So uh, if Shreveport is full with people with COVID locally, they can't start taking in people from elsewhere. And, uh, you know, there's small, medium, large. We're the large in this area. The medium cities might, might start getting filled up and then they might be taking transfers. Even mid-tier cities, uh, like where I was working in Ohio was like a, a, a mid-tier city. We we were basically accepting the patients from what I call like bandage stations. Mm -hmm. You know, the hospitals, you know, 20 miles out from where I was, 20, 30 miles out for them, they basically don't offer much of anything. Um, and we were the receiving. So I think we were like a second level, second tier hospital. And then if we got something very bad, we would send it to Cleveland or Dayton or Columbus. You know, that, that's, how, that's how these things work. And when it comes to ICU capacity, um, you don't want to be in an ICU in a rural area. They may not even have an ICU. It's interesting because uh, with all of this that is occurring, uh, the people that most uh, have a, a concern or, or, or most rebel against wearing masks are the people who, when they get sick, will have the least support from their system. From the given again, these are a lot of rural areas, etc. And these people, you know, they don't believe it's real. Now, how real is COVID nineteen? Isn't COVID-19 just a flu? Isn't COVID-19 just going to give you a little bit of a, a cold with a few body aches and then call it a day? Is that what it is, Anan? Uh, no, this is not a flu. I mean, the flu exists. It happens. And uh, I don't know with this new strain in England, I don't know how deadly to call it now. But, you know, uh, a flu does kill people and we don't take it seriously enough. This is much worse than that. This leads to long-term side effects, uh, uh, you know, mental uh, 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 physiological, a uh, lot of like, like disability, like people having trouble walking afterwards. Yeah. It's mostly older people, but just cause you get it and you survive doesn't mean other, the rest of your body is okay. It's not a respiratory disease only very early 
Uh, I remember. Uh, uh, let, let me stop you because I think it's important for you to, uh, to, to stress that when people talk about the flu, it's mostly a respiratory disease, mostly. Yes. But when it comes to COVID, COVID have, uh, has proven to be systemic, correct? Yes. Yeah. That, that's why it stands for SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome, but it is a multi-systemic inflammatory disease. That's why they have blood clots. You know, there are people dying of COVID, not from respiratory disease. I think a friend, not really a friend, but one of my classmates from Beaumont, his dad died. And I want to say it wasn't from the lung. It was from the clots he got from the Right. So, uh, and then we have no idea what the long-term sequelae are. I mean, people, the the general public also doesn't know. And again, I didn't know until I was in residency. uh, There's something called post-ICU syndrome. There is something called PTSD from being in ICU. This is before COVID. If you were in ICU, you get ICU delirium. You can get PTSD from being intubated, sedated, people poking and drawing blood off of you all the time. And people do have long-term effects. Just being in ICU, uh, forget about COVID, just being in an ICU is dangerous for your mental and physical health long-term. So that's not a joke either. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'm Robert Conti, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelts save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. That is that is sad. Okay, let's let's also let's go now to where to kind of branch off because you know I am a Medicare for all. I don't want to call it a preacher. I don't want to call it a fanatic, but supporter because I believe it's the only solution to our medical problem. Now, given the amount of systemic problems that we can have with COVID, isn't this one of the diseases that should make us uh, make it much easier to support the Medicare for all uh, policies? Uh, yes. Um, yes, it should be, but it's not. Uh, but my, my next question then is, what must we do? You are you are deep into the uh, deep in with organizations that are in fact pushing for Medicare for all, among other things. What can we do going forward to show that, given that this thing is systemic, given that there are a lot of twenty-something-year-olds and thirty-something-year-olds that likely who get this that likely will have organ damage that won't show up until ten years down the road. And likely, if we don't have the right policies, insurance companies are going to dump you and say that's a pre-existing condition. How do we sell that to the masses right now? There's a... Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, and I will answer with a novel. Which well, you give novel. speeches a lot. You talk a whole lot to organizations. I do, what I do. What do you tell them to do? Well, I haven't told anyone on this topic lately, but there was, a, you talk about your daughter, you talk about the youth, you talk about, you know, I'm trying to get involved with Doctors for Burning, which has now become the Health Workers Collective with DSA now. 
and uh, I have to proceed, you know, because now the people, I'm not as a spring chicken anymore, I suppose, but I'm trying to get people, uh, you know, what do they want to do? They want to know from people like us what we, they should do. Well, I'll answer. There's a very famous novel, and perhaps your daughter has heard of it, called The House of God, and it's from like 1970s. Famous mm -hmm. novel about residency in the 1970s in internal medicine at Harvard, but he doesn't call it Harvard. He calls it man's best ho uh, medical school, BMS, and man's, uh, instead of Massachusetts General Hospital, he calls it man's uh, greatest hospital, MGH. So um, it, it's a story about how terrible and inhumane the medical system was at that time. Of course, now you and I would look back at maybe that was the better days. Right. You know, in terms of, you know, a lot of the political issues, some, some of those things were a lot better. Um, well, he wrote a sequel uh, last year called uh, Man's Fourth Best Hospital. And in the sequel, uh, he talks about the main characters going back to that hospital and how they have new troubles that they never imagined. It was no longer... Uh, the doctors were not humanistic. They weren't uh, caring about the patient. They weren't using hospice. You know, there was all these things. There was a, the, obviously sexism. And at the time it was the Vietnam War. So he was always upset about Nixon. You know, it's like Nixon is the least of our problems now. And he talks about the medical uh, billing system and how it just makes money and how it's related to uh, big finance because the tech companies create EMRs, which are so expensive, they're even bankrupting very rich hospital systems, including in Houston, MD Anderson, I think has issues with their billing system. And he is saying, again, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I, I did see an epic rollout in one of the hospitals I worked at. They charge a lot of money and not just to install the software, to maintain the software. They charge big money. It puts hospitals in debt. And then the hospitals have to respond. Any debt you have to has to be paid back and you pay it back by oppressing the doctors and nurses further. There's just no other way to to make so you're saying you're saying the billing system that these hospitals use come from the outside and that these people on the outside are attempting that, that a lot of the billing that the hospital have to do is to recover costs from just a billing system yes something yes. that does nothing other than collect a bill almost like an no, insurance no, 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 no it does more than that it collect well that's the problem it is supposed to be for documentation right and 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 billing so the problem with an American EMR is that it's all designed for billing. It's not designed for medical care. That's right. why the VA and the Indian Health Services, which used to have their own EMR, but Jared Kushner recently canceled them. Uh, they had their own EMR. It's designed totally differently. And it was designed to provide clinical care. Our EMRs are designed to comply with government regulations. Uh, government regulations probably subsidized with by legislators subsidized by one of these two companies. Both of them are in the Midwest. Epic is in Wisconsin, big supporter of the Democrats. And there is another one in uh, Kansas City, which is uh, Cerner. And these are mega companies. And I lived in Kansas City briefly, and they are sprouting offices left and right. And these two companies represent a huge percentage of the market. And if you don't want to use them, you have to use really suboptimal technology. Like and paper. Yeah. Well, no, well, there's a few third companies around there, but they're terrible. I, I mean, I, they're terrible. The really, the options besides those two is, is, is just like, it's like everything in America. Everything is a duopoly. You go to Walmart or Target, you go to mm -hmm. Home Depot or you go to Lowe's, you get Coca-Cola or you get Pepsi. 
you know, like there's never a third always two place. majors and everybody else yeah. are the fringe. Yeah. yeah, you go to CVS or Walgreens. That's it. There's no, there's never a third choice. You know, and so, um, so he and and I can guess that this is based on a lot of research. What he was saying, anyway, to get into what happens, he he, he in the story, I'll, I'll sort of end the, the book. Basically, the experiment to have a humanistic healthcare practice that 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 pays and um, both is good for the doctors and nurses because doctors have a lot of burnout, especially in primary care medicine. Um, uh, he, he the, the 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 hero of the story kind of has this uh, uh, humane medical practice that does very well, but then something happens, and at the end of the day, the whole system collapses. But a medical student uh, on the rotation with them. Uh, he says, well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to set a date of 2025. And all the, all the doctors, all the nurses, all the uh, janitors, all the people who work in healthcare, the people who do the work for a living, not the administrators who may have MD or RN behind their names, but everyone who does work for the healthcare system, we will go on strike until we have Medicare for all and announce it five years in advance. This is the actual ending of this novel. This is a very famous novel, and this is the sequel. And uh, the, 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 not the oldies, but the new generation, uh, she goes and after she's disappointed with what happens, she raises a bunch of uh, people, radicalizes them, and they all say that we will determine the healthcare system. Those who work will determine where we work, and we will determine what happens, not, not administrators, not other people. And uh, they go on strike at the end in the epilogue and they win and everything becomes humane. And the book actually starts in Costa Rica. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X5 gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Where, Where you have socialized medicine, yes. <laughs> right, yes. which is known to actually be, for developing country, one of the best healthcare systems in the world. It but sure is. The, but the commitment to health is a political commitment. The political system of Costa Rica and certain other countries, very poor countries, uh, 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 or, or even a few states in India, Kerala, Tamil Nadu recently uh, is another one that they tar- that they mention. There has to be a strong political commitment to health. We don't have that in our political system. That's um, what we have to make, though, Anand. That is what we have to make. We and and I think this is where grassroots is so important. I think we have to get the grassroots involved. Uh, more so than ever, because that is what's going to take against all these big forces. You know, I have this this statement that I call insurance companies are nothing more than choosing which plantation you want to work on. I noticed well, I didn't same, say work same with the, say, say the two parties, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. And, and that's the thing I've been trying to explain to people, because, you know, in Texas, I had a certain view of politics. 
Then I lived up north for eight years and I came back and I have to say like the coalitions that have to be made are going to need to be of low income people. Yes. Or, or people who work for a living have to make these coalitions. Right. Because as long as you have two types of poor people in two different parties, nothing is going to work. You it's not going to work. Magic. That, and you know what? That is the reason I take the stance that I take. That is the reason I even wrote this book, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Families, etc. Because we have to get them all involved right, to right. get this well, Medicare for All going. Well, well, why is Louisiana, at least in terms of healthcare access, better than Texas? Because of Huey Long. Right. Texas never had a Huey Long. And Huey Long, if you don't know, uh, a lot of people of both races are named after him, including the Black Panther. Yes. Uh, Huey Newton is named after Huey Long. And Huey Long, even though, yes, there was racism, there was segregation, all of that is true. He did more for the health of all poor people in Louisiana because before he was governor, there was no LSU medical school. There was mm -hmm. only Tulane. And he specifically built a state health care system, which Texas doesn't have. The go state government has multiple hospitals throughout the state. And, and the medical school, LSU, and then the LSU eventually in Shreveport would train a new generation to do research, uh, treat patients and do research and deliver. All three things have to happen. What we're having is our top places, they might just do the research. They're not delivering to the rural areas. They're not out there to help the other people. And the, I think the ideal, if from what I understand, I mean, I'm new here in Louisiana, I think the original idea was to have a state healthcare system with a state university st uh, attached to that and deliver that healthcare to the poor people. Because in Louisiana, honestly, everyone is poor, rural or urban, everybody is poor. And the problem with Texas is there's just enough rich people to make them think they can all be rich. And, and, and there's not enough rural people. And there was never a Huey Long. That's the problem with Texas and the cowboy culture. The cowboy thing, I think, is another problem with the Texas culture. Well, why, look, why is healthcare access so much better just across the river? I mean, Louisiana is backwards in many, many, many other right. countries. Don't, don't even get me wrong. But why is healthcare access better in Louisiana than Texas? That's the magic. And I'm glad you said that. And, you know, we, you were talking earlier when we started the conversation. Egberto, exactly what are we going to talk about? You hit the magic plug. We are going to have to get all people not through a duopoly of poor people, but all people in both parties and all parties together on the bottom that's going to demand this. Uh, we are out of time, Anan. That's the magic uh, answer of the day. Thank you so kindly for having been here on Politics Done Right. As usual, you, you young men always have a word of wisdom. Thank you so kindly for being here, brother. Great to be here. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world changing. 
all of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.